This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to the Outkick Bets podcast. It's Monday, April 17th, and I got the Hoops Handicap and homie David Troy on the line so we can break down the two games in the NBA playoffs tonight. Brooklyn Nets at the Philadelphia 76ers. It's game two, and then the game two Western Conference matchup between the Golden State Warriors and Sacramento Kings, both three versus six seeds. And there could be some beef today between me and David. Um, we went back and forth briefly on Twitter um, through the DMs about um, sides that were opposite on one of these games. Not sure how David feels about the other game, but I'm excited to break these down with you and hopefully come to some sort of agreement. Do, yeah, we'll see. Do you have bets in your account yet? I have one that I placed that I'll be sending out to clients and then another couple that I've I'm giving you a leans on. So, did you get CLV on that bet that you gave out to clients? I already have it, and so that means it's probably going to be a loser. I hope that's the one we're arguing about then. <laughs> I'm sure it is. <laughs> All right. So, first game, seven thirty tip off, Brooklyn Nets at the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers. Sixers beat the crap out of the Nets um, in their first matchup. I gotta pull that up right now, but they covered the spread. I went over the total, which is I think I gave it out at two thirteen and a half. Ended up closing, I think about two fourteen and a half. Um, and it got over. 76 or did a majority of the work scoring 121. Nets only put up one on one. Um I wrote in my outkick like series handicap of this that I just don't see the, the Nets winning at all. Maybe they steal one or two games, and I think we agreed upon that in our um, in a, in NBA playoff primer. We do agreed you, they would steal one at most. But yeah. Do you, I don't, I don't do think, you think this is going to be the one? No. I think it'll be game three. If they get a, if they get a game, I think it'll be game three. I think they're going to lose this one. They could cover, but I don't see them winning this um i just read something that i thought was pretty interesting in a a good way to kind of sum this one up it was that the nets shot 55.7 percent from the field and 44.8 percent from beyond the arc in game one and they still lost by 20 yeah was that due to turnovers i mean I'll I think it's it due now. to a lot of things. <laughs> Just uh, general being yeah. outmatched. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I mean, okay, so if you're going to get Mile, or Mikhail Bridges scoring 30 points, you're probably going to have Embiid scoring 30 points. Now look at the rest of the role players. Like, You have to assume that Philadelphia's role players are going to be way better, and they were. Um, you know, Cam Johnson played fairly well. Spencer did what he played fairly well. But <clears throat> Tobias Harris, who will not hit three for three from – 
three and probably go nine for 14 again. I doubt that'll do it. Had 21 points. Harden had 23. And it was kind of an effortless 23. Like, I think he was five for six from three in uh, in the first half, something like that. And James he was Harden? only eight for 21. Yeah. Hmm. He was only eight for 21 overall in the game. Um, but they're, you know, they're just a better team, to be honest with you. So it, it doesn't make much sense to me. I don't think this is going to be um, much of a, a change here. Like I said, you know, the, the Nets shot really well, played really well. They did have 19 turnovers compared to eight for the 76ers. But in my opinion, I, I mean, if you shoot that well and even cut down your, or if, if you don't shoot that well again and can't cut down on turnovers, you got no shot, obviously. But uh, there's something to be said for Philly playing at home as well. So to me, I, I don't want to get behind them having to cover another double digit number, but the game was eight and a half and now it's already moved to 10 after one game that kind of shows that the books are at least thinking that the 76ers are going to win again. We also, you know, my clients have a max play on this series, so I'm not eagerly getting behind any of the games because I don't want to cut into that profit that I think we'll get. What's the net? What's the series bet? It's uh, 76ers minus two and a half games. So basically Brooklyn can't win two. They can win one. That's it. What was that? Minus 125? No, it was minus one fifty. That, that's higher than I normally will play. Usually, I don't go over much, like much over one thirty-five is usually where I try and cap anything. But I still thought there was good value. I thought that should have been about two to one. Well, I'll say this: I don't, I don't really want to overreact to just one game. Sure. Um, but I, I, I loved how the 76ers looked. And, and granted, the Nets suck. They're completely outmatched. They have no answer for Joel Embiid, but. He was a pretty reluctant passer from what I can tell. Um, you know, they did a decent job doubling him or making him work, and he, he got rid of the ball. It wasn't I don't think it was like one of those high turnover games for, for Joel Embiid. He only had two turnovers. What, what do you mean a reluctant passing game? Like he, he didn't want to give it up or he did? I thought I said non-reluctant. Well, maybe he, was, he did. Maybe he was, I just maybe, I, I'm, maybe I'm just – being confusing. Uh, Joel and B was a willing passer in game okay. one. And yeah, I agree with you. The ball got, the ball moved a lot. Yeah. Him and, and Harden, you know, scored a majority of the points, um, or both had outstanding games, but Tobias Harris looked pretty good. And I, I like the looks that most of their teammates gave him or, or got. And the real indicator of how like wealth Philadelphia played, they had 32 assists to eight turnovers. And the Nets had 23 assists to 19 turnovers. That's that's rough, and I don't see how that changes because Brooklyn doesn't have a point guard. I mean, if they really want to start a true four-general point guard, they should probably just start Patty Mills and have Spencer Dinwiddie go against whatever the second unit is. I guess Tyrese, well, not Tyrese Maxey's a starter now, but play against the second unit for Philadelphia. Um, but yeah. I think I'm going to zigzag. Um, I'm not going to zigzag on the next game. I'm going to zigzag on this game. So the first game I went over the total and this game I'm going under the total. It's now two twenty or two twelve and a half. The first game total was two fourteen and a half. Now, according to VEASAN, 
most of the money and the bets are on the over. According to pregame.com, more money is on the under, more bets, close to 80% of the bets are on the over. So like in the in the consensus better market, I guess, it's more of a pros versus Joe's game. And DraftKings, they're just like looking at the sharp books, right? Like Pinnacle dropped it, we'll drop it too, right? Because all their action's coming on the over. So like why are they dropping the total? Well, they see the smart money is going towards the under. Um but though Philly was the right side and maybe left even some meat on the bone, James Harden, I thought his his three-pointers were a bit fluky. I think you made a great point where Tobias Harris isn't going to shoot as well as he did um, in game, game two, or you figure he's going he's gonna to struggle a little bit more. Uh, the pace was really, really slow. 88.3, in fact, was the pace. Um, the average pace during the regular season was, hold on, bear with me, 99.1. So there's 11 fewer possessions um, per 48 minutes in this game. And Philadelphia likes to to slow it down anyways. And since February 10th, which is when that was like the post-Kevin Durant trade, um, the Nets are 23rd and adjusted offensive rating, 16th in defensive rating, 24th in pace and effective field goal shooting. So I actually don't think they're going to get over 100 points in this game. Maybe I should just go with under their team total. Um, but I think they could they can dirty the game up, muck it up a little bit, and and limit the possessions. And I don't think either team is going to shoot as as hot from the field. So I'm going to go under. Uh, it's now two twelve and a half. Not loving getting late to the the party on this one, but um, if you can give me any other thoughts on this, that'd be cool because I'm gonna just look up what the over under is for the for the playoffs so far. On the total? Yeah, just for the re- yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I I would only look that way because I think the only way that the Nets are gonna win this game is if they kind of slow down the pace a little bit on their their side and, and almost milk the clock. If they can control the pace a little bit and um, keep the 76ers out of any kind of like transition buckets, it's probably the only way they're going to win um, or even really keep it close. They're going to have to improve their defense overall. They did a pretty decent job, I thought, in the first half on uh, Embiid. Um, and it, it seemed like the 76ers were hitting a lot of threes but they were also getting a lot of wide open looks. So I think they're going to probably make an adjustment there as well. Um, you know, we can talk player props and everything if you want to, but uh, you, yeah. you said you were looking up the over under. Yeah. Um, it says the over under is six and eight so far, which doesn't make sense because there had to have been 16 games, right? No. Am I being. There was only one set. Or. Eight games. Does this include the play-in then? It must be the play-in. Ah, damn it. All right. The the play-in, I think the first, at least the first two were unders for sure. Jeez. This this, uh, database has the play-in mixed in, whereas nothing else has the play-in mixed in. Basketball Basketball (laughs) reference doesn't even recognize it as a game. All right, so that sucks. Well, whatever. Um, player props. What do you have in mind here? 
So the the one that really stood out to me was Joel Embiid, and it was kind of a point you had already brought up. But if you look at the box score of the game, he only had three assists last game. Um, but he had way more opportunities, and he was doing a much better job of finding his teammates than, than three assists show. Uh, so his um, – I'll give you a case for why you shouldn't take it first. If you look back at the games against the Nets this season, and now this is a different team, I think, in three of the four games that they played during the regular season, Embiid averaged two and a half assists per game against um, against the Nets this year. So maybe he just isn't getting them. Um, but to me... Uh, I think this is still a pretty good opportunity uh, considering how many times he's been touching the ball. They run to him with a double team and then he finds somebody who's open. Yeah, That to me seems like he should get it. He averages four and a half assists at home on the year. Um, and we know that role players play better at home. Mm-hmm. So to me, Embiid over three and a half assists at plus 105 is actually a pretty good look um, and something that I would consider doing. Maybe it'd be if you know if you're doing a same game parlay or player prop bet. I like that one. Um, and then the other thing I would look at are, are three pointers. Uh, I like the idea of DeAnthony Melton over one and a half threes at one and a, uh, excuse me at one minus one fifteen. Um, he took seven of them. He pretty much is only going to be shooting threes. That's almost all he does when he's out there. Um, so to me, that's also another decent look. Uh, for a couple of different uh, just player props overall. And um, I can pull up his splits as well. So on the season at home, he averaged two and a half threes made out of 5.7 attempts. So, so it's roughly 40%? Almost, almost uh, yeah, it's 41.7%. Um, but you're talking about him getting two and a half and his line today is one and a half. Now, if it's a close game, he might not get as many minutes as he did in the first one, but he played 22 minutes, took nine field goals total, hit two, and both of them were three-pointers. He he went two for seven from deep. Yeah, I'm looking at that now. He should get the volume. I am am concerned, though, about the the minutes, you know. Otherwise, otherwise it's a pretty good look. Yeah, so in, in three games against... Brooklyn this year. It looks like he didn't play. They had four games. I'm not making that up, right? Against Brooklyn. You would think the same division. Yeah. Or did yeah, they change the, last, the, the division rules? No, it was the it was the last game. He just didn't play in it. Okay. From, from what I'm looking at. Yeah, he didn't play. That's why. Okay, him and Embiid didn't play. That's why uh, only three. But so in the three games, the one game he played 11 minutes. He didn't get the. Or, oh, excuse me, he played 14 minutes and went 0 for 1 from 3. That was it. That was all he played. Um, the other two games, though, and this was, again, against a, a much different lineup. He went 3 for 6 the first or the second time they played him, and then the first time this season he played him, he went 6 for 11 hmm. against the Nets. So I, I do think there's uh, some good potential for, for Melton, and if you're looking for player props, my two recommendations would be Melton over threes and a, a Embiid over three and a half uh, assists. 
I think I might tell you on the Embiid one. I like the logic of that one. Not to say I don't like the logic of D'Anthony sure. Melton. I just am concerned about the usage. Um, and I like the under here. So whether I don't want to bet over threes because I don't want to root for that, or, I mean, right. over assists is similar premise too. So I guess there's not uh, much there as to, as to the point that I'm making. But I just feel like Embiid's... Like you said, a couple of those hockey assists, if they don't if they don't swing past it and they just chuck it up, it might not be better basketball, but it could help that over cash easier. So I like yeah. I like I like what your head where your head's at on that one. Um, one uh, one other note on that for you, yeah. Just in case you're not aware, I don't know, and listeners aren't aware, but you know Number Fire. You've yes. Okay. So Numberfire.com. Number yeah, they were. Or FanDuel purchase number fire, and that's where they get all their lines from, supposedly, for um, for their player props. Yeah. So his assists and Bede's assists are still juiced towards the under, but number uh, number fire predicts him to have four assists today. Do you like so, them? I, I, for this year, have monitored them pretty closely in comparison to what the books are offering to see, like how it aligns say you know for example in a case like this if it's juiced towards the under and number fire has them hitting the under that's kind of just one of those things i make a mental note of and then see how it works um it's it's just one of those things to look into i wouldn't say it's like a a perfect science or something that i just like blindly follow but um it's a trend you've noticed yeah yeah actually i'm sorry number fire has him predicted for 4.4 assists today so just something to consider. I mean, the, rec- the recommendation to me would be to, to take it. And I'm, I may get behind this one. I, it's right now more of a strong lean than anything. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, I kind of like your analysis for that one. I don't have much to add in the way of player props. Um, I could see Mikhail Bridges having a worse game. Um, he was phenomenal in game one. and If they can reduce his effectiveness, you know, they almost, like the 76ers got to think, like the Nets have no chance if, if Mikhail Bridges scores less than 20 points. Right. But there also could be one of those things where it's like, hey, just let him cook, wait, whatever, like, you know, just de- mm-hmm. don't don't allow Cam Johnson to get free looks, don't allow, you know, Joe Harris, Royce O'Neal to get uh, open looks, even though he was terrible in Game One. So as I'm talking about, I might go. It's 26 and a half for Mikael Bridges. It's a big number, but he has looked great and he's getting a lot of usage. So, in fact, his first. His game one usage was 33.2%. How does that compare to... It was higher than Embiid, and it was higher than James Harden. So, 
Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm I might tail you on the Joel Embiid over assists, uh, three and a half. I like that, especially at plus money. But my only play here is um, I'm gonna go under two twelve and a half in Nets seventy sixers game two. Let's get over to game two in the West again, three versus six matchup. The Warriors are now one and a half point favorites, minus one fifteen, minus one twenty five in the money line. Over unders two forty. Against the Sacramento Kings, um, casual NBA fans got to find out how cool that whole light the beam shit was the other night. That was a sick game, really one of the better games yeah. of recent memory. And really, the NBA postseason has been kind of on fire um, to start. That, uh, that arena was full of casual fans, unfortunately. People should have been shouldn't have been sleeping on the Kings all year. They're a fun team. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty impressed with how they packed it out with mostly Kings fans. I heard it was like a 90-10 split. And the you would think the Golden State fan base is probably more affluent because they're San Francisco. And I mean, I'm just shitting on Sacramento. I don't know anything about Sacramento. Um, I've lived in California for 12 <laughs> years now. So <laughs> anyways, I'm going with the Kings again, dude. I'm going to do it. Everyone's betting the Warriors, and it feels like everyone's saying, well, the Kings got lucky. The Warriors aren't going to play that bad again, where I think the Kings uh, role players, or not even role players, DeMontis Sabonis is a damn near all-star. He was terrible offensively, and maybe that's just a product of Draymond Green and Kevon Looney, who both of which I love. But Kevin Herter was terrible. Um, De'Aaron Fox got whatever he wants. And I think, again, the Kings are going to make a series out of this one. I think the Warriors are going to have to they're going to have to beat them in seven if they beat them at all. Um, so I like the Kings uh, to hold serve here at home court and make the Warriors put the Warriors in a must win situation for Game Three, heading, I guess, across the bridge or down the street, the next county over. I'm not even sure how to drive from San Francisco to Sacramento. Never would make that drive, anyways. Did you give this one out to your clients? You SOB. I did. You got well, it. Well, not yet, but yeah, it'll be it'll be going out. <laughs> the email scheduled? <laughs> no, it's not scheduled. I just I have it written down. I, I try and get everything in there so I don't have to send them a million emails. But All right. uh, what are you thinking, man? I I like the Warriors here, man. I I mentioned this the other night. I I think the Kings played as good as they can play in that game, and. Um, it isn't that I thought the Warriors like looked all that great. They missed a lot of open shots, uh, including one of those shots that uh, Andrew Wiggins had pretty much a wide open look like, with like seconds remaining that either would have taken the lead or tied it up. Um, but there was a stretch, and, and this is why I think the Warriors are still the better team. Uh, it was late in the game. And I'll try and pull it up while, I, while I'm talking about it so I can get a little more specific about this. But late in the game, the Kings were winning. And they started, it almost looked like they were going to pull away finally. Like they had, I don't know, um, some sort of like five-point lead with like two minutes left. It was, uh, it looks like it was six points with two and a half minutes left. Curry went, got a layup. Cut it to four. Then uh, Sacramento got two free throws, so or one free throw, excuse me. Um, they got it up to five with 
a minute 28 left. Curry hits a three like within you know nine seconds to cut it to two. Then it kind of just like seesaws back and forth a little bit. But as I'm looking at it, I'm going, okay, they're they're starting to pull away the Kings, and the Warriors are still able to make big shots when they need to from the better players. Man, De'Aaron Fox is unstoppable. Don't get me wrong, love the guy. But when it comes down to it, and you know that you're going to need clutch baskets, you know you're going to need people who can come up with a defensive stop, I think the answer lies on the Warriors team both times. The better players are on the Warriors overall. They've struggled on the road all year. That's been well documented, but this is different. This is the playoffs. I think this one, the, the adrenaline, the hype, was at an all-time high for the Kings in the first one. I think it does feel a little different in this one. I think the Warriors take this one and the next one, maybe in the next three total games, before losing another one to the Kings if they lose again. Do you have – I'll pull up the series price. Would you jump in on one, the series? Minus 150. Would you jump in on the series price now? I thought about it. Um, I, you know, I've already made a couple of them. I didn't think it was that – fair of a bet but if if the Warriors do go down 2-0 and I can get I don't know plus 150 for example I'd probably take them at the series price I don't want to pay another dollar fifty. I don't think it's great value yeah especially when you already have a dollar fifty bet out there right with the 76ers right. right that makes sense from like a bankroll management perspective tell you what Golden State's defense looked like shit and game one, and I don't know if that's a road home thing. Partially uh, is for sure. See, I don't do know if think? I agree with that. Why? I, I, I don't know. And I, the reason is because if if you look at their game against them, like Malik Monk had a great game, sure, but he got fourteen points from free throws, and De'Aaron Fox is going to get his points regardless, right? But you even brought this up. Sabonis didn't play very well. He shot five for seventeen. Like so, you're shutting down their second option offensively. Keegan Murray looks like they're probably not even going to play him. And I don't know if that was a result of uh, Monk being so good and so effective, or something else. But outside of Fox, like they did, and Monk, they really didn't have that many players who shot that well, played that well. So to me, like the Warriors' defense was actually fine. It just so it happened to be that Fox went off and Monk hit literally 14 free throws. He was 14 for 14 from the line. That's part of my analysis, though, in the sense that the, the Warriors are a terrible free throw um, rate team, both offensively and defensively. They get yeah. in foul trouble. And Malik Monk and De'Aaron Fox did a good job attacking, and I think they're going to do, do that again this game. And... Because Draymond Green's going to be focused on DeMontis Sabonis, he can't really help with the perimeter defense as much as I think the Golden State Warriors need him to. I think De'Aaron Fox and Malik Monk are going to wreak havoc on Golden State's backcourt um, and 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 kind of put them in a position to win and, and keep them afloat when their offense perhaps struggles. I don't see Sabonis having as bad of a game, and I think Kevin Horter is going to knock down a couple of threes in this game. Um, so I think, I think the, the, the Kings actually get more help or De'Aaron Fox gets more help from teammates this time around. 
Also, my biggest thing here is I, I, I gather you're not really a betting splits guy. You don't really care about that stuff. Well, like, uh, who the market's on and everything. Yeah. Like, cause 90% of the market is betting the golden state warriors. I think it is part of your handicap, but I don't think it should be all of it. And a lot of that is, I don't want to go off on a tangent here. So I'll, I'll go off on it if you want me to, but if not, just I would love your that. point. Okay. That was my point. Okay. So my, my issue is something like VEASAN, for example, or even pregame. I like both of them. I like, I look at both of them. I look to try and see more, more so what the opener was and then where the movement has gone. Um, just to see what I might've missed or any kind of insight, but the money and the percentages and everything, that's only telling you like maybe a fraction, a, a very small fraction of the actual amount that's being placed on these games. For VEASAN, for example, I think it is just at DraftKings mm-hmm. operations. And DraftKings, we already know, doesn't make their own lines. Like they take them from other places. So like that money that comes in and everything really doesn't necessarily affect how they move anything. Um and then same kind of with like pregame, you're only seeing a portion of maybe one one book or a, a, comp, a compilation of a few books. Um, I do think pregame is a little bit better, but they have a whole bunch like of books. Enough. They have apparently thirteen, according to them. Westgate, yeah, I, Bet Online, Bookmaker, DraftKings, Circa, Bovada, Caesars, and you can click the eight through thirteen. You got Win South Point Sportsbook. I don't know what that is, and then a couple yeah. other random ones. But I hear your point, and 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 more along those lines. Ninety nine percent of the betting, or ninety five percent of the bets, come within like ten minutes of of tip off, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah, like I don't want to. I'm not putting all my eggs in the Warriors or the uh, betting split basket. I guess, for lack of a better way of putting it. But my general feeling is most people are on the Warriors, on the zigzag theory. And again, just thinking like, well, the Kings got lucky to steal that one. They're not going to get lucky. But I, I wouldn't call it luck. That's for sure. I, w- I wouldn't have called it luck at all that okay. they took it. I just think it's I think it would be lucky for them to win both of these. That's fair, dude. That's fair. But we're mano y mano on this one. I, yeah. uh, oh. I wish you luck but I plan on getting the win here. <laughs> I won't dance on your grave, and I hope you don't do hey, so yeah. with me. I, I wouldn't wouldn't ever think of it, but um, I do want to mention you brought, you brought up the Malik, Malik Monk thing against Clay. He actually was more successful against Gary Payton Jr. and Andrew Wiggins. Clay didn't guard him as much as I, I thought either because I was watching that, and I thought Clay spent more time on him, but he didn't score against Clay apparently. Are you looking at the NBA.com box score? Yeah. Well done. Which I'm like fascinated with now that you've brought this to my life. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty sweet, right? Yeah. Dude, this is a bit of a tangent, but the NBA, for all their faults, their in-house stat tracking is the best of any sport. Oh, by far. Yeah. The NFL is pretty good. Their next-gen stats are pretty good. But, like, pro football focus is sweet. Pro football reference is sweet. You know, whereas, like, I like basketball reference. I really like cleaning the glass as well. But, like, some of the stuff that the NBA.com has, like, wide open three-point rate, that's sick. Like, 
So yeah, that's that's awesome. It's a good pull by you. But if Malik Monk is blowing by um Gary Payton Jr. Yeah. And, and Andrew Wiggins, like that makes me feel better about about him coming sure, into yeah. this game. And I mean Wiggins was pretty awesome in game one. And he's only gonna get better, you would think. So that that's yeah. actually my biggest concern. Um, Monk's point total is only fifteen and a half. Well, Hmm. Do you think that maybe Keegan Murray gets some more looks this game because there's going to be more Andrew Wiggins out there? Also, I I don't know. Trey Lyles balled. That's not sustainable, but that's also kind of what kept Keegan Murray off the floor. Like if you're watching that and you're thinking, do I put in Keegan Murray or Trey Lyles? Like it would have been criminal to, to play Keegan Murray over Trey Lyles sure. and Trey Lyles is a basketball player I hate frankly I think mm-hmm. he sucks but I don't know he, he looked good the other night um the thing is I, I just do think the the free throw attempt rate is a sticky stat it's something we've seen out of the Warriors really for years if you if you've noticed it like they a turn the ball over a lot and b they foul unnecessarily and they whine well, about yeah. it too well mostly Draymond but so I, I think those are going to be issues in this game as well. I stand by all my previous analysis where they both like to get out in transition, but the, goal, uh, the Sacramento Kings can actually play transition defense. And um, and I think there's a bounce back game for the, the Kings role players here. Do you have any other player prop or any player props that you're looking at here? Uh, in the game, nah. I mean... Nothing that I that really like stood out to me. Um, That's fair. Yeah, I mean, there's some high totals like Fox twenty seven and a half. I don't really want to get involved with that. Should he have thirty? Probably. Steph Curry will probably have thirty. But I will say the thing I gave out last time on your podcast is we got an eight point lead with De'Aaron Fox. So I'm hoping they kind of just balance out. Wait. Fox, Fox to be the leading scorer of the series. Oh, yeah. What was that? That was three to one, right? Yeah. You know what I like betting, actually? Hold on. I think I'm 4-0 in these bets all time. But just like keep it simple, stupid. Bet under Draymond Green points because that guy just doesn't score. He doesn't even look to score. And mm-hmm. even if he does look to score, he's not a good shooter. So he was one for five in game one. He had four points. Of course, had... Awesome impact on the game. Nine rebounds, 11 assists, two steals, one block. We know how Draymond Green plays. Um, I'm looking. At, I'm going to look up his point totals versus Sacramento this year. There should be four of them, right? And he's put up six, Somewhere 11, seven, and four. He shot 57% one game, 75% the other game, 60%, and then 25%. So he's shooting well and still went under eight and a half points in three of his four meetings. I just think his focus is going to be mostly defensively, especially the game after the uh, Kings put up 126 points. And they're going to need someone else besides Steph Curry to get going offensively. So I think he's going to force or get more looks for Andrew Wiggins, Thompson, and just the role players. So I'm going to go under Draymond Green eight and a half points. Yeah, I like it. You can almost never go wrong with it. I mean, in terms of the idea behind the bet, um, 
doesn't mean it's always going to cash because he, he's a really opportunistic player offensively. Like everybody leaves him wide open from three. Sometimes he'll shoot it and he, he can occasionally hit one of those or he gets a lot of these like situations where you like will set a screen and all of a sudden the lane will be completely open because everybody goes, ah, fuck Draymond. He can do whatever he wants out there and wide open path to the basket. And he just like dunks them. Yeah. Like, like the, his, his man will hedge up too yeah. quickly and he'll just like go right to the rack. Yeah. So that, that's the only thing like it's a low enough total. I mean, he would need to have at least four field goals though. Cause he's, probably not going to hit a three because he only takes you, you know, maybe one or two a game. So I, I do think it's pretty, pretty good look for you. Um, just, uh, you know, to fill in too, though, um, he does average 9.1 on the road in comparison to 7.9 at home. I don't know why, but I don't give a fuck about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's one of those few guys that does better on the road. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I just don't have a response to that, so I just went with that one. And like, ah, who cares? <laughs> I don't, no, I get it. No, but no, that's that's. I don't know. Maybe maybe he will get more. Jack. I just think Draymond's personal response to their loss is me like, I gotta play more defense. Like, I gotta. Mm-hmm. We gotta do. We gotta lock down better defensively. So. Yeah. And and Sacramento takes away the stuff that he could get easy points with. They're a good defensive rebounding team. They don't send teams to the to the foul line, right? There's no reason for Sabonis to foul him. And like Draymond's not going to be aggressive offensively to where he's going to get to the foul line, right? Like that's not even right. like part of his thinking. Where it's like, all right, I gotta I gotta get us some easy points, so I'm going to draw a foul. Like that's not what he okay. does. So. He basically gets lucky, is what he, what he does. <laughs> right, right, yeah. He's like if P.J. Tucker didn't have a corner three. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go under Draymond Green, eight and a half points. Um, I am taking one and a half points with the Kings. Are you giving out the money line? Could we both win? We could. <laughs> Man, that would be an awesome middle. Yeah, yeah <laughs> one point win for the Warriors. I'll take it. Dude. I'd be I'd be ecstatic with that. And the plus one and a half is juiced down to minus one oh five. All right, man. Good stuff. All right, so I'm on under Nets Sixers twelve uh two twelve and a half. I'm gonna tell you on over Joel Embiid, three and a half assists. I love the analysis. I just want everyone to understand who's listening that I'm putting more money on the games and the player props. Like I have to, like my record shows up where it's just an equal game. I got to figure out a way to differentiate. I guess I could do units, but I would have to like almost backtrack and all that and do like accounting for all that. So maybe next year I'll do units, but for all those at home, like I am hitting the sides and totals a lot heavier than I am the props, even though my props have been doing pretty good this year. So that's my look in the first game. Um, second game, taking the points, one and a half with the Kings, and I'm going under Draymond Green, eight and a half. I know you got special client plays to give out. Do you have anything specifically on the podcast you're gonna, you're willing to give out? I, I guess the Warriors money line you already said. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the Warriors money line is the play. And look, there are two games. Like you don't have to go crazy on both of them. Um, there are looks, and there's money to be made on on each game. I'm not saying to not bet them, but I also me personally, I'm, I'm trying to play these first few playoff games a little more conservative until I get a feel for if the regular season was just a complete joke for a lot of these teams or 
if that was like the reality and they all just suck. Yeah. So, well, I'm a single guy and tax days tomorrow. So I'm going ham on these games. (laughs) (laughs) So I can can pay uncle Sam here with some, the Kings can help me pay uncle Sam. So I'm going five unit max play on the Kings plus one and a half. Done. (laughs) And, uh, just know that I'm going to be back tomorrow to break down the three playoff games. Don't think David's going to be in here. Just want to tell you guys up front because um, there's going to be no hard feelings if one of us wins or loses on this one. But hopefully we get you sure. back later in the week, uh, maybe Thursday or Friday. We'll see, depending on the schedules. But best of luck to everyone regarding the uh, game twos on Monday. And I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. David, where can everyone find you? Uh, you can find me for NBA stuff at beatenthebookie.com. And then um, you can find me on Twitter at futureprez2024. And then all my other kind of handicapping stuff is on Outkick. You still crushing the NHL? Melting ice out there? Eh, no. I mean, the end of the season was pretty much like I'd win one, lose one. Um, overall, the you know, since I started doing it for Outkick, it was definitely positive. And even baseball has kind of been 500 right now. I, I had a bad week last week. Are you keeping it going come Stanley Cup playoffs, the NHL handicaps? Yeah, still only one game, though. I am not. I don't even think I'm going to do series prices unless maybe I do a piece on uh, the Stanley Cup and who, you know, maybe a couple different potential bets, but that's all I would do. All right, good stuff. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Peace. Peace.